everybody. Welcome back to Checkerboard Chat, the official sports podcast of the Daily Beacon. I'm Ty Wombles, and that's DeMichael Cole. And we have a special guest with us here today. This is Will Backus. He's a staff writer for us. He's worked mainly on the Lady Vols beat this year, but has covered a lot of different stuff. So just first of all, Will, can you just introduce yourself, give us a little bit of, a little bit more info about yourself and just what you do here? Yeah, like you said, I'm Will. Uh, I'm the beat writer for the Lady Vols, so I work with him a lot. Um, I'm a freshman here at UT. I'm a journalism major, and I'm from Knoxville. That's about it. I'm not a very interesting person. <laughs> I, I think Will's a very interesting person. but So anyways, um, we'll just get right into it. We're going to talk about some uh, Tennessee ba- uh, basketball, men's and women's basketball. We'll talk a little about some baseball and softball. Just a lot of stuff coming at you today. So first of all, DeMichael, we'll start with the men's a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, just obviously they, they fell to Georgia in their last game. Just give us a quick rundown of that game and just what uh, what you saw out of the balls there. Well, there have been times this season where this team looks really good and then they'll have a performance like they had against Georgia. And it's mainly been on the road when those performances happen, but they'll be fine. I mean, you look at the game against Alabama a week ago, and now you look at the game against Georgia, and you look at the game when they were on the road against Missouri. Those are three games on the road where the offense basically didn't play their best game, but we've seen the offense play really well at home. We've seen <coughs> them play really well on, in neutral sites when they played against Villanova or when it was against Purdue. So they'll be fine. It's just, I mean, Rick Barnes, he said he said something that really stood out to a lot of people, and he said the foul disparity was – he was it was curious. He was very curious about the way the fouls um, were split between the teams, and it really hurt Tennessee in that game. Grant Williams had four fouls, and he he spent a lot of time on the bench. I believe he only played 25 minutes, and I mean he couldn't get in a rhythm. Grant Williams finished that game one of eight, only had five points. He's the leading scorer on the team, and when your leading scorer is out, that that really hurts you, and it hurt Tennessee and. They, they stayed in the game for the majority of the game, but just down the stretch, they, they couldn't um, get the stops that they needed. But really big week coming up. You got Florida, and then um, that game will decide who will be the number two team in the SEC. So that's a really big game for them coming up. For sure, and DeMichael, did um, Tennessee beat Florida last season? I don't exactly remember. I don't I don't think they did. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure they didn't, actually. I don't, I don't remember for sure, but Tennessee, the last time they played Florida, it was at Florida, and sure. I don't think they won. For but, sure. And, and so what do you think are some of the keys to success for Tennessee in this game? Do you think it's more – I know that Rick Barnes said in his last press conference that mm-hmm. uh, Grant Williams has to, you know, get going, has to be himself every night. Do you yeah. think it's more of a deal with him, or do you think there's another player that could deal more with the success of the team than him? I think – this game will it will depend more on their defense than their offense because Florida's defense isn't isn't very good as you know normal Florida defenses are but this game could be a shootout if Tennessee doesn't get the stops that they're capable of getting and I, I don't think it will be so I expect you know Tennessee's defense to be able to co- try to control this game against Florida and, and they'll be at home Florida has really good point guard play and Chris Chioza he's probably the if not the top point guard in the SEC, he's one of the top point guards, and he's really, you know, led that led that Florida team this year. So he's going to be a critical guy that they need to slow down. And Tennessee has had, you know, success 
containing SEC point guards so far. So it'll be interesting to see how they fare against him. But then later on in the week, that game against Ole Miss, um, the news came out that Andy Kennedy yep. stepping down immediately. Yeah, I know, immediately. Yeah, so earlier, earlier in the season, they said that he would, you know, finish the season out, but this would be his final season. And he was a guy when Ole Miss came to Tennessee, he was very complimentary of Rick Barnes, and you know he he really respects Rick Barnes as a coach. But so you don't know what kind of team you're gonna get from Ole Miss. Ole Miss, I mean, their record isn't very good, but they've been really good at home. And you combine that with you know you know the, how the emotion goes when you get a new coach. We saw it in in the football season when. Tennessee um, played against LSU. You looked at that first half. It was like, man, this team, you know, looks like a real, a really improved team in just one week. But it's that adrenaline rush you get with a new coach. So that could be a trap game for Tennessee. So a really big week for Tennessee basketball in terms of standings and where they'll be seated in the SEC tournament and in the NCAA tournament. For sure, and then making a little bit of a transition to women's basketball, I'm going to bring you on here, Will. Obviously, the Lady Vols uh, failed to Missouri on Sunday, 77-73. They had a large deficit in the first half, but then really sort of started to ink it back in the second half. Uh, Came close. I think they tied the game, you know, at some point, um, but weren't able to finish down the stretch and ultimately failed to Missouri. Um, Lady Vols have dropped their last two contests. The one before was an unranked, falling to an unranked Alabama team. Will, this is a little bit of something that we saw last season where the Lady Vols will beat, you know, really big teams like Georgia, who was ranked um, 18 at the time. And really, they really cruised through that game, led the whole time. But then you have games like Alabama and then Missouri, which Missouri was a highly ranked team, the number 13. But where they fall and they don't have good performances, why do you think there is some of that inconsistency? And what do you think Holly Warlick can do to sort of fix that down the stretch? I mean, it kind of looks like an effort thing, and that's what uh, Holly Warlick says. She says that in these games where they fall to these teams, they don't put in the effort that they did when they beat teams like the number two team in the nation, Texas, who they beat earlier on this year, or when they beat Georgia at home. It's, it really boils down to an effort, and you can kind of see it because they fight for re- they don't really fight for rebounds, and they don't you know, get all these easy things that they usually get, like offensive rebounds. They're one of the best rebounding teams in the country, but when they lost to Alabama and then today against Missouri, they got e- out-rebounded by double-digit figures. And uh, I really think it boils down to an effort thing. And I think that uh, Holly Warwick, especially coming down this stretch with two games left heading the SEC tournament and you're trying to get a top four seed so you can have two days off of practice, I think she's really going to need to find some way to inspire them to get them to do, to put more effort into these games. They're going to have to work on rebounding a lot and they're going to have to work on playing hard. And I think another thing is they have a really young li- young lineup um, they have two freshmen that start, Renia Davis and Avina Westbrook, and then they have a lot of freshmen that come off the bench, Anastasia Hayes, and then Cassiana Kushkidawa, she's been getting a lot of time recently. So I think it might be a mix of kind of youth and lack of effort. Uh, it's a big stage for them a lot of times, and I feel like sometimes they feel like they may be able to cruise to victories. Uh, Missouri today, I don't necessarily know what happened because both teams played relatively hard, but um, it's mostly been an effort thing all year. For sure, and so sort of taking that on and transitioning it in their next contest, it's they travel to Florida. So what do you think that that will be a tough SEC matchup? Obviously, the Lady Vols did best Florida last season, but obviously with this team right now, you don't really know um, who's going to come out in the end whenever they take the court. It doesn't matter if it's a lowly ranked team or a highly ranked team. Will, what do you predict they might do against Florida, if that's even possible to predict? And um, which players do you see having to have a big game in order for the team to be successful? Um, 
it, it is hard to predict what team is going to take the court against Florida. I'd like to think that they're going to come out and realize that it's really crunch time at this point. Uh, it's kind of do or die if you want to lock down a top four seed. Um, so I'd like to think that they're going to come out and start playing more inspired and try to take it to Florida because Florida is seen as a lesser opponent. They have a losing record right now. They're one of the bottom teams in the SEC. But again, like you mentioned, they've kind of had a way of playing down to their to the other opponent's level of talent. So I'd I'd like to think we're going to see an inspired team come out as soon as, when they start realizing that hey, there's two games left and we really need to start working on where we're going to become tournament time. And in terms of who needs to have a big game. Um, I think you have to just go to Mercedes Russell. She's been the cornerstone for this team this year. They've run their offense through her multiple times. Today she struggled in the first half against Missouri, and you really saw that uh, really affect the team. She didn't have any points at all in the first half, and they entered the half with a deficit. So I think it correlates with how Mercedes Russell is performing and how the rest of the team is performing. She really needs to have a big day, and they probably need to lean on her because she's been absolutely dominating people this year. So and I think in order for Tennessee to pick up a win against Florida, uh, they're going to need to go to Mercedes-Russell. For sure. And so obviously now we're going to combine sort of the men's team and the women's mm -hmm. team into a debate. Um, so basically, DeMichael and Will, and I'll throw my two cents in here too. Uh, following the regular season, obviously the Vols and the Lady Vols both seem to have NCAA tournament locked up. Yeah. Um, and obviously, you know, around that time, around March, you know, you start to get – Excited to see how far teams will go, obviously, you know, sort of predict, fill out your brackets and everything. So I'm going to ask you all this question. Like I said, I'll say my own thing, too. Who will go further in the NCAA tournament? Is it the men's team or the women's team? We can start with you, DeMichael, and then we'll just make our way down. Well, I think, I think the men's team will go further this season simply because bad losses. You look at the bad losses, and in March, one thing you always see is upsets. Now, so you have to be playing your best basketball at this time. And right now, if you look at both of these teams, at who's closer to playing their bas best basketball, I think it's the men's team simply because their losses have been road <coughs> losses. You lose at Alabama, then you lose um, the last game that they lost that was at, who was it against? Alabama. Georgia. Ge yeah. yeah. So you lose at Alabama, you lose at Georgia, and, I mean, when you go into the tournament, all those games are neutral site for, for the men. And I think right now they're closer to playing their best basketball. When you see this team play at home, they play well. I mean, their last game at home was against South Carolina. And Frank Martin really complimented this team. And he said one thing that really stood out to everybody. He said the Tennessee's team this year reminds him of South Carolina's 2016 team. Now, if you remember South Carolina's 2016 team, that team was the number seven seed and upset Duke which was a number two seed, and went all the way to the Final Four. So, I mean, South Carolina was a really good team last year, and that that's a huge compliment for Tennessee saying that that team reminds him of a team that made the Final Four. And with the Lady Falls, I just think right now they have more bad losses. With that being said, I'm saying that, like, you look at the games they, they nearly lost. I mean, the Vanderbilt game, and you look – at the losses in the past couple weeks against the unranked teams like LSU. So the losses that the men's have had, all of those losses so far, those teams are going to make the tournament. Missouri is a near lock to make the tournament. Auburn, Auburn is a lock. They're going to be a top three, top four seed in the tournament. And the only team that really up for debate is Georgia. 
And Georgia, while they have 11 losses at this point, they're still playing really good basketball. And that Tennessee win really boost, boosted their boosted their um, resume. So right now I'd say that the men's have that advantage simply because their resume is a lot stronger than the Lady Vols right now. You beat Purdue, who's a top-10 team right now. And, I mean, you lose to North Carolina in a close game. You beat Texas A&M, who's been streaking lately and surged into the rankings. So they have a lot of good wins in comparison, they don't have that many bad losses where all of their losses are to teams that are likely to make the tournament. So their resume just looks a little bit better than the Lady Vols right now. And there are some juggernauts in women's basketball right now. Men's basketball, I'd say, for one, it's definitely a lot more up for grabs. For example, this week, every team in the SEC that was favored in their game, that was ahead in the standings, lost except Arkansas on Saturday. So just that alone shows you how wide open the SEC is. And the top ten rankings in men's basketball has been all over the place. You look at teams, I mean, Texas A&M was ranked in the top ten earlier this season, and they flew all the way out of the rankings. Kentucky was ranked near the top. And Kentucky right now is unranked, and they're not looking like they're going to be ranked anytime soon. But that just shows you how strong men's basketball is right now, and it's, it's over the place. There isn't a complete favorite. And with that being said, it's more wide open than women's basketball. So I think that gives the men a better chance if they get hot at the right time. For sure, and I think that's a that's a I think that's an interesting take, Demichael. And I'll yeah. just I'll just say my view, and then we'll get over to Will here. You know, I think it's going to be the Lady Vols. Okay. I'll, I'll just debate you on that a little bit. I think it's going to be the Lady Vols because you know you talked about the men's resume, but mm-hmm. I think the women have a strong resume as well. I mean, you see saw this team earlier in the season. They beat Texas, who was highly ranked. Um, they did beat South Carolina. Obviously, they were without their best player, one of the best players in the nation, Aja Wilson. Mm-hmm. But that team really dominated. Tennessee really dominated South Carolina a lot of that game. And I don't know that, I don't know that South Carolina would have been much better with her, anyways. I don't know if she would have made up that deficit yeah. in itself. Um, well, they'll, they'll definitely probably get a, you know another chance for with sure. a healthy um, Aja Wilson yep, for on sure. that team. So that should help them out too. But yeah, right. Mm-hmm. And um, and then you know one thing about this Lady Vols team is. When when they're on, mm-hmm. they're on. Right. When I've seen this Lady Vols team play the way it can, you know, against Texas in the first quarter against Notre Dame when they took that commanding lead, mm-hmm. I don't know that there are many teams in this uh, in the country, save from UConn and Mississippi State, that can beat the Lady Vols. I think this team has a lot of talent. Yes, it is a lot of young talent, but it is talent. And I think this team also has depth in that it has its experience in its um, two seniors. Mercedes Russell and Jamie Nard. You know, there are three seniors on the roster, Courtney Dunbar, and she also does bring that experience to the team. But I think you look at Nard and Russell, they have been the team's standout players this year, and they're arguably the best two players on the team. Avina Westbrook, Anastasia Hayes, you know, Kush Kittawal, definitely Renaya Davis, they are some players that are developing, have played a lot of minutes, have played well, and will develop as they reach to their careers. But you, you've seen, now Jamie and I did have a few bad games, and obviously Mercedes Russell struggled against Missouri, but for most of the season you've seen a Jamie Nard and Mercedes Russell that Holly Warlick wants, that Tennessee has wanted. So I think that when this team plays well, mm-hmm. I don't know that there's anybody that can really beat it. Now, obviously you do have that question, Will they? what team will you see in the NCAA right. tournament? Will you see the team that lost to Missouri, that lost to Alabama, or the one that cruised past Georgia? Yeah. It's it's a high risk high reward. Right. But oh, yeah, and I think 
that that exact reasoning, the high risk, high reward is what opens you up more to being upset. Now, I I don't I don't see them being upset early, but it's just you know if you if you want to say high risk, high reward, I think that's what makes a team you know more vulnerable. Like like I mentioned, Duke against South Carolina last year. Duke was a very young basketball team, and South Carolina was more ex- experienced. So Duke, I mean, being that they were young and talented, just didn't you know have that experience? And you mentioned that the Lady Vols are young, and the men's men men are young too. They they won't have. Um, I, I don't think any player on this team has been to the NCAA tournament, so you know that could play a fact. They could play a factor. For sure. But with that being said, you said when when they look their best, man. I mean, the men's team has looked really good at times this season too. I mean, they led Villa. They dominated Villanova in the first half. They had a double digit lead on Villanova. And they beat Purdue, who was a top-three team just last week. Then they led North Carolina pretty much the whole game until North Carolina got a big shot in the final minutes to close that game out. And these are all teams that will probably be top-three seeds in the NCAA tournament. You look at Auburn, they'll probably get another chance at Auburn in the SEC tournament. And right now Auburn is missing their best player, so who knows. But I just think the overall resume right now is better for the men's team, and it has a chance to get even better, being that the SEC is the strongest conference probably in the nation right now. A lot of people will say the ACC, but besides the ACC, there's not another conference in college basketball that top to bottom that is stronger than the SEC right now. So that's a big advantage for this men's basketball team. Like I said, even when they lose, most of those losses are good losses. So, you know, that, that plays a role when you talk about resumes. You're looking at the eye test, and I think, like, the Lady Vols beat South Carolina, but, you know, when you're looking at the eye test, some, some of those, you know, guys that pick, they're going to say, well, the Lady, I mean, South Carolina was missing their best player. And, you know, maybe it's fair, maybe it's not, but that's just the way it works. But, I mean, with, um, with the Vols, the men's basketball team, They'll, I mean, they'll say they lost to um, North Carolina, but, you know, they led the whole game pretty much. Or even the Alabama game, that'll look bad, you know, 28-point loss. So the eye test, you know, it can work for you, it can work against you. But I just think overall their resume is just it's – a, it's a little bit stronger being that the SEC is so strong this year. Okay. Yeah. And so now we're going to bring Will Backus into here. Will, just w- what do you want to add to this debate? What side do you see? Do you think it's more the men's team will have more success in the NCAA do you think it'll be the women, and just why do you believe that? Uh, <clears throat> again, it kind of matters for either team what team shows up, but I think it might be the women. And one thing that neither of you have mentioned yet is that the way the NCAA women's tournament works, if Tennessee is a top-four seed in the tournament, then they will have the chance to host the first two rounds of the tournament in Knoxville. And so far this year, despite the last game against Alabama, the Lady Vols have been almost unbeatable in Knoxville. I mean, they dropped to Mississippi State, but that's Mississippi State. Yeah, and then they had one trip-up game against Alabama. Mm-hmm. But so far, they've been dominant. They beat Texas at home again, mm-hmm. and they've pretty much dominated most teams they've played point. at home. Yeah. So if they can host the first two rounds at home, I'm not going to say they're going to cruise past them, but they'll probably have a great chance to win them uh, despite who they play. And also, I think the women have a lot of quality depth. The men do too, but the women have – quite a few producers that can come in at any time Mm -hmm. because they've got Anastasia Hayes who provides a spark sometimes off the bench. She's relentless on defense and she's pretty, she's fast, she's good at scoring. And they've got Courtney Dunbar who doesn't play a lot of minutes but when she comes in she plays some solid minutes. Today she came in against Missouri and hit a three that I think tied the game against Missouri. 
So I think that the Lady Vols, if they are able to host the first two rounds in Knoxville, I think that they may make it further than the men just off of that because they have been absolutely dominant at home this year. For sure, and I will yeah. throw in one thing real quick before we cut it off, but I think that um, I think another thing to note about the Lady Vols is the fact that this team has really bounced back well. I mean, you see they went 15-0 and to start the season, then they had that tough road slate where they lost to Notre Dame, to Texas A&M. But they bounced back well from that. You know, you saw that they game won they four had. In a row. Yeah, they won four in a row. They had that big game mm-hmm. against Georgia where they cruised. Yep. So, like we said, the inc- inconsistency is there. But if this Lady Balls team does bounce back, I think once again, I think this is a team that could be reckoned with. Uh, I think that they could bounce back far if, and you know, and we'll see what they do in the later games. You know, obviously in the SEC tournament, and it will be interesting to see for both oh, teams. Yeah. You know, um, who gets where, but. I, I just – it will be interesting for sure. Yeah, and you mentioned the SEC tournament. I think that plays a big role in it too, being that Mississippi State's undefeated, right? They're still undefeated, mm-hmm. yeah, and they're, they're dominant. Yeah. And I give the men a better chance at winning the SEC tournament just based on that. I mean, Mississippi State's a really good team. And like I said, the SEC's wide open. Like, Georgia, 11 losses, and if they win the SEC tournament, no one will be surprised. So – Tennessee has a really good shot, and if they win the SEC tournament, that'll boost that'll boost them up to a, a potentially a top three seed. As long as Tennessee is in that four to five seed range right now, the Lady Vols may have a better shot simply because mid major. There are some really good mid major teams this year. Sim- I mean, a lot of people may keep up with the state of Tennessee, and you got MTSU, yeah. who's I mean, they've won over 20 games this year. I think they only lost one game in their conference. And ETSU, who a lot of people in this area keep up with as well, they've only lost one game in their conference, and they're dominant. So those are, I mean, two of those teams that can be around that 12 and 13 range where, you know, they'll be looking to upset a team in that four to five seed, which Tennessee is looking like they'll be right now. So that's why this week is a big week for Tennessee, and they have a really good chance at winning the SEC tournament. And if they can get a top three seed, there's no doubt in my mind, they'll they'll go farther than the Lady Balls will. Yeah. For sure. And just real quick before we wrap it up, I do want to hit on a little bit of baseball, a little bit of softball oh, yeah. real quick um, before we leave. Obviously, the Tennessee softball team, they're just finishing up the Michelle Smith tournament. Um, I think they're, if I'm correct, I think they're 10-1 and one now on the season. Um, obviously, that team, you know, it's a team that's really loaded with star power. You've got Megan Gregg, who is essentially a home run machine She's <clears throat> for that team, <laughs> arguably the best player in the country. Yeah. Um, you've got... Two pitchers in Maddie Moss, Kaylin Arnold, who have had success. I think Maddie Moss just got to her 300th strikeout, so mm-hmm. that was huge for her. Um, and so I think right now the softball team probably has definitely has higher hopes than the baseball team just because of, you know, you've got experienced coaches, you've got that depth. Um, but then with the baseball team, you know, they did drop their first game against Maryland, but they sort of bounce back a little bit and play in the Terrapins. But I, I think that the baseball team, I think Vitello is a good coach. I think he will get them to the right direction at some point. Now, he is a big recruiter, so a lot of that may come through recruiting. He may have to get his guys in there. That's not to say that the guys he has right now aren't good enough to play or good enough right. to do well. But I think that you know he is one of those coaches that really builds a program from the ground up in that way. Um, but it may take the baseball team a little bit longer mm-hmm. to get to where they want to be than where the softball team is right now, who could potentially, you know, challenge for a World Series spot, yeah. maybe even play in the championship. <clears throat> so um, just any thoughts that you all had real quick before we cut out? Um, I think the softball team, they they look good, but they've, they've shown 
more weaknesses than I've expected so far early on. And that's not a bad thing simply because you're missing, you know, a star player like Brooke Vines, who's arguably the second best hitter on the team behind Megan Gray. And she pro provides that, you know, insurance behind Gray. And, you know, teams teams can pitch <coughs> around Greg right now, even though she's, you know, she's still producing because, I mean, she, she's a star. But teams can pitch around her a little bit more, knowing that they don't have to go, you know, pitch to Brooke Vines next. So with that being said, I'm, I, I think this team is eventually, you know, they're going to win. When they get to SEC play, they'll, they'll improve even more. But um, as far as baseball, it's just it's a work in progress type thing, like you said. Vitello has to get more of his guys in there, and they had a really big recruiting class, so it'll be interesting to see how many of those guys he'll play as the season goes on and which of those guys will start to stand out. But right now, I mean, I believe they finished the series um, against Maryland 1-2. and two. So, you know, a decent start in that last game. They, they put up a lot of runs, and they, the bats came out swinging after, you know, they didn't produce a lot of the runs in the first two games. So that's a good sign, and we know Vitello, he's known for, you know, producing pitchers. So we'll see how the how the pitching um, goes forward goes forward this season. Yeah, For sure. But that's going to wrap it up for us, guys. Thank you for watching. Be sure to check out our article from the uh, Tennessee basketball game on Wednesday and from the Lady Vols game on Thursday. Um, once again, thanks for watching. Um, this is I'm Tyler Wombles. That's DeMichael Cole, and that's Will Backus, and we'll see you next time.